Okay. So, I watched the Britney Spears documentary on Netflix. It's called Britney vs. Spears. It's, <clears throat> as you would expect, it is about her conservatorship. Um, and basically, you know, I had a good idea going into it. Everything's about... And I enjoyed the documentary. I learned I learned a lot. I felt like there was a lot of things where you like, oh, I actually like, you know, you feel bad the fact that she's a part of it to begin with. But, you know, the more details, the specificity that you learn about specific things, like, whoa, this is how deep this went. But in the grand scheme... One thing that I do wonder, is a conservatorship unlawful? Well, not literally, because it's obviously the law that can happen. But is it unlawful? Should it be banned? Should they never be put in place? And I actually say, no. I think the design and the intent of it is actually very good. Because... One thing, and they kind of, you know, they they talk about her meltdown when all this stuff happened. They talked about, you know, she was not stable as a human. Uh, they're, they're during that 2008, 2009, 2007 period when all this stuff was happening. You know, she had the divorce with the guy who was not stable. And she actually originally had custody of the kids. And then apparently over time... It was deemed that she was unfit, and all these psychiatrists diagnosed her, and like, hey, she's not stable. So, then now, then she had no custody of the kid, or only in very uh, certain environments, and for periods of time, she could, you know, be around her child and stuff. But the intent of why a conservatorship was put over to begin with is for her mental well-being. Which they even brought attorneys and people that specialize in this. And they were saying like. The difference in her case and every other person that's on this. What made hers. The reason why hers is outlandish and wrong. Is because. She has a job. She's a. She is a self-sufficient person. She's got issues. But you can't be as unstable as these psychiatrists are making her. But then she's doing these world tours. She's literally making that. She's literally writing music, making albums, making, you know, choreography for her tours. It takes a lot of fucking work. Doing TV gigs. Like, she's a busy person. And, say, conservatorships are designed for people who cannot do... Essentially anything for themselves. And not only can they not do anything for themselves. But they are harmful to themselves. And their well-being. And financially. Because they may be an impulsive person. That doesn't have. You know the means and common sense. To be able to manage themselves. In all aspects of life. Typically they don't have jobs. That's why someone is in charge. Of their decision making. What they can do. All the purchases they do. Uh, their finances, every decision they make 
has to be run through them, kind of like they're a parent of a seven-year-old. Talk about parenting fail. But uh, that is typically people who are legitimately like... I know everyone says they have mental issues and everyone's mentally disabled. She had breakdowns. She probably has issues, but obviously it wasn't. She didn't have the freaking, I'm going to go out there and shoot a freaking theater. And people, the thing people push back is, it's like, let me clarify. Obviously, she should not have been under conservatorship as long as she was. And the worst part about it all is the people who were her conservatorship, her dad, abused that. Abused it to his advantage, and she literally stole probably millions and millions of dollars out of hers, paying lawyers or the people who approved the conservatorship. And it's basically just this money ring, but she's getting almost none of it. She's getting $8,000 a month allowance. And obviously it's wrong, that aspect of it. It's terrible. Like anything, when you give people sometimes the greatest of intention things, when they're put in the wrong hands, it's such a vulnerable thing in such a sensitive situation you put in someone's hands. And when it's not with the right intentions, it is 10 times worse than just if some shitty happened and you prepared for it and you knew it, especially when it's come from someone that you're supposed to trust and love. Makes it so much more worse. It's not just a random manager that just, you know, Rupert Murdoch'd you. Like, no. Or Bernie Madoff. Like, this is some... This is some internal... You think someone has your best interests at heart, but then you see... It's gone too far. It's way too deep. I'm in a much better position. I'm doing all this stuff. Somehow, I'm not a stable person. But I'm stable enough to work... And go around the country touring music, making millions and millions of dollars, and I barely see any of it. I'm stable enough to do that, but I'm not stable enough to see my child. I'm not stable enough to go on a date with a boyfriend without needing permission type of shit. Without literally having to ask the father if her, someone who's in her late 20s or 30s, can go out on a date with someone. Like that shit is where like this shit is. It's almost like you're still parenting like a 10 year old. And I think for fathers. You know it's like the old adage is that. You know you never want to see. You know you always want to see your little boys grow up. But you never want to see your daughters grow up. Like you just wish they could be children forever. Like you wish they could just be the size. You wish they could just be like 9, 10 years old forever. And you can, you know, you can protect them from the world. You protect them from the obscenity, you know. And they're just these innocent creatures. And to be protected from men, be protected from the world and the world that we live. And then you have the opportunity to do that with your daughter. But she's a grown-ass person. But the And you are literally in charge of everything. And she has no decision making on anything of her life imagine working 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 doing all the shit and you don't even have a and you don't even get to go into your own bank account you're given an allowance on your own check that you made 
Just imagine that for a second. You don't even get to decide what city you want to live in. You don't even get to decide what car you want to buy. You don't even get to decide where you want to go to lunch. Because someone is in control of that. Even though you do all the things that quote-unquote make you a productive member of society, but we're going to cut the line at when you actually have to make decisions that we deem that you can't make. But you can do all the things to make the money, but you can't spend it. Okay. It's a weird process. Okay. So that aspect is where the shit hits the fan. And this is not a conservatorship anymore. This is just... An ownership of a human being and you are taking advantage of someone and using them as a cash cow so in this case you're using your daughter and all that right but the idea of a conservatorship is not a terrible thing it's actually a really well intentioned is for people who are legitimately mentally fucked up who literally cannot function So they literally need someone to be checking their decisions, to be checking everything they do to make sure that they don't fuck up their life. Typically, the main thing is being in charge of the finances, which in Brittany's case is terrible because she can make money on her own and obviously take care of her own. But the thing even the one attorney made the emphasizes, typically conservatorships 99% of them are for people who do not, who cannot get jobs, who cannot either keep one, have one, or even have the skill set to go out there and apply for a job. Because they have so many issues internally and all that shit that they're literally that unstable of people. She's obviously not that unstable. She's obviously, she had issues, breakdowns, but... You know, don't we all? It's the final breakdown. Oh, that shit is toxic. But look. Conservatorships, though, to me, I think are great. And obviously for the right people in the right cases. Because you don't want, you know, let's say you have a son. And let's say he's like 28, 29. But you know he just got out of rehab. You know he's had a serious long drug issue. You know he will blow $10,000 in a night on cocaine or whatever the fuck. Or in a month. And he may make a good living. But $10,000 a month, that shit adds up. And next thing you know, you be you fall into a spiral. You lose your job because you stop showing up. And boom, you're on the street. And you have a bigger drug issue. But what if he was under conservatorship under, let's just say, his dad's in charge of his finances. Where he, if he withdraws any money from the bank account, his dad gets a notification and he has to approve the withdrawal of the money. Or he has to call his dad to get approval to do anything. It sounds immature. It sounds like, well... If you're a grown person and you can't do that, then you shouldn't even be out there. And that may be a fair point. But you also got to think of people who are in desperate situations. Parents who 
may not be able to financially take care of the child, but they can finance, but they can be an advisor to make sure they don't do dumb shit, right? Another argument could probably be made, hmm, if you still have to do all that, maybe something went wrong along the parenting lines. But that's not the point of this. What is is what is. I think uh, conservatorships, unpopular opinion, I think they're great. Brittany is just the exception case where it was not, it went on too long in the attention and the worst aspects that can happen with the conservatorship happen. But she, they, she didn't just get the conservatorship randomly. There was a real period of time where she was unstable. She has she has children. So is she stable enough to solely be able to have a co-parenting relationship with another dude who seemed kind of unstable? Which, by the way, fun fact, I didn't know she proposed to him. That's what you get when you propose to a guy, is you get that type of guy. I used to never get the Kevin Federline jokes because I don't really know who he is that much. I've seen him and stuff and pictures and stuff. But after knowing that fact, tells me everything I need to know. I get all the K-Fed jokes. But neither here nor there. I just think that the intention of why she was put on it was not a awful or was not a terrible intention like you can make a legitimate case just by look yeah you know what it makes sense that she should probably not be fully in charge of her finances or fully in charge of this because she what they may know of her she may be an impulsive person and she may drain her bank account in a week on whatever she may make bad business decisions because she is not, let's just say she's not very educated or whatever. She doesn't have a lot of schooling. She's not very well versed in anything other than what she does for a living. Those can be all legitimate concerns that you wouldn't want your daughter who worked 12 years to get in the position she is. And then because she's going through a mental break down and having personal issues in her life and in three months lose 80% of her income because of whatever reason like you want to protect her assets the problem is that's obviously not what his full intention was he legitimately felt like he deserved money for protecting her assets and he just basically stole money from her. And not only stole money from her, but gave that money and split it in between like this legal ring of lawyers who were relying on her to go on tour and were pressuring her to go on tour so the money could keep coming in and everyone could still get their percentages and they would push her due towards even maybe she wasn't mentally stable or didn't want to do it, whatever. But they had to keep this money coming in. And it's like uh, the old movie, Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps. 
But 99% of the cases, conservatorships aren't for millionaires. They are for people so they don't become homeless. They are for people who may not have any money or even have anything to their name. But someone has control of their decision making so they don't make further terrible decisions based off whatever issues they have. It could be drug, it could be mental, it could be impulsive, it could be whatever. To make sure it could be legitimately to make sure people stay on the right path until it's proven that they can take care of themselves. But the issue with Britney Spears is that she proved for way longer that she could take care of herself. And she's been under it for about 13 or 14 years. And legally they have not lifted her conservatorship. Regardless of her pleas. Regardless of what she's shown. What she has. You know I guess. Uh, pleaded to the court. And everything. And her dad actually stepped down. From the conservatorship. But for some reason. Someone else is still in charge. Of her conservatorship. I don't know 100% how that works. Because he voluntarily stepped down from it. But the aspect, the feeling of not having control of your life, I feel a lot. I feel a lot towards that. Like that part, I sympathize a lot. Because that's a weird feeling that you are put on an allowance, on your own money. That you pay. That you're the reason why that money exists. That's a weird thing. Knowing you, you provide multi-million dollar dollars for other people. And you get literally the short end of the stick of all that. Yeah. But like the lawyer said, for 99% of conservatorship cases, that's not the case. They're not millionaires. They're people who can't even get a job or hold a job or stable enough to do anything in regular life, have no basic life skills, or they have like, you know, legitimate impulsive decisions that they are at risk to make dumb decisions if they are not looked over. And people will still say, well, you know what? Those people, you know what? They just got to deal with life and all that shit. Okay. And then you're also the same people that are complaining about the extreme homelessness because it's such an inconvenience for you to look at people that are struggling. And somehow you make, instead of sympathizing and empathizing with people that are homeless living in tents and barely getting by just to survive you're like oh my god i can't believe i have to drive past this every day this is such an inconvenience this is so bad for tourism it's like well you could judge all you want but chances are let's just say if 20% of homeless people had someone, let's just say, managing their decision-making or finances. Because you don't know, maybe they didn't grow up in a school that taught them things. Maybe they had to drop out to take care of their family and shit. And shit happens in life. You get hurt, you get fired, and it's hard to find jobs these days. But see, Britney Spears 
was probably going to be fine no matter what because she was a self-sufficient person. And even if her dad took all of her, even if her dad wiped her clean, she she knows she could go out there and make money again. So that technically wouldn't even be the issue for her. It's like the it's like people say the hardest part is making your first million. It, it's easy after that because once you know how to make money, you could someone could wipe it clean. You know how to make the money again, so you're not really worried about it. You're confident in yourself. You know what you're doing. Britney Spears has proved that to herself. Homeless people, chances are, have never been millionaires. I'm going to guess. But, you know, it's funny. People don't want to have sympathy for homeless homelessness, for example. But courts, you know, and, and people want to attack the courts. Oh, this is wrong what they're doing. It's like the courts have always tried to protect people that are mentally ill. They try to protect mentally ill people from society for obvious reasons. But they try to protect mentally ill people more than they do people that are not mentally ill. A person that's mentally ill could commit a mass murder, like I said. Like the um, Aurora Theater guy. Like back in whatever years ago. In Colorado. Or also, and also the one couple years ago who uh, just started mass murdering churches and shit. Went on a killing spree there. They're going to get, they could plead insanity. And somehow, if they prove through their psychological training for the next couple years, they're going to be in solitary and all this stuff. They won't even go to prison like that. They'll put them in solitary, plead insanity. They get the psychiatric help they need. And then there's a possibility eight, ten years from now, if they're doing really well, they may be able to plead for probation and be put back into society. But someone could murder two people on the streets out of frustration. Let's just say, and that's still not right, but like a, it could be a drive-by, it could be a planned, it could be some, you know, I don't even want to say gang-related, it could just be whatever. Someone purposely killed someone on the street because of some dispute or maybe a murder or maybe a physical situation, they assault someone, punch them. How about this? Someone punches someone in the face on the street. They fall unconscious and they crack their skull in half and they go to the hospital and die. That person would be charged for murder. And guess what? That person's, he's not going to be able to plead insanity if it was just some outside of a bar fight or just some street fight that went wrong. He's not going to get insanity. But the person that killed 30 people in a theater, he may get the... He may get the benefit of doubt and insanity because the court is meant to protect people that are mentally ill from themselves and society. Because the goal, quote unquote, of the uh, justice system is that if people go back in society, they are better than when they left society, you know. That's supposed to be the goal. Of course, we know that's not really all the time. 
But I'm going to feel a little bit more sympathy for some dude that, you know, got in a fight with someone on the street over some dumb shit that the dude called him a pussy and punched him in the fucking face. And it was just impulses, punch him in the face, knocks him out, the dude cracked his head, skull and dead. Then some dude who, because he claims he has freaking some extreme paranoia or schizophrenia, claim this and that and the other, and he, well, that's why I went to a theater and mass murdered 40 people. It's like, oh, well, that makes sense. It's like, no, I'm going to feel more sympathy for the dude who, they didn't mean to kill someone. He definitely meant to hurt someone, but he didn't mean to kill someone over the dude. They killed 40 people. Just because you have a mental disability personally doesn't give you right to be given softer treatment, in my opinion. But not really the point I was trying to make, but uh, this is not a funny pod. This got serious. But the thing about... I. I guess I'll wrap up this part with this, right? (sighs) Brittany is a victim of... Brittany is a victim in this situation. Let's make that very clear. Because this is not a victim blaming. She is completely in the right. She was completely fucked over by everyone involved in that. Like, typically in victim situations like this, I do not, like, there's always a percentage of blame you could blame. Like, there has to be some accountability in both. But in this situation, this isn't really one of those. I honestly, like, everything around her, the 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 lawyers, the psychiatric, the psychiatrists that were supposedly paid for, because it was supposedly some of the psychiatrists were brought in. By her father to maybe or maybe not write that she was not suitable enough so he could get conservatorship so he can control her life honestly don't even think he cared for the money like that he obviously took a good bit of money but I think for him it was generally he just legitimately wanted control of her like her like, they even said it earlier, like, when she was younger, her and her mom, or him and her mom got divorced, her with a young age, so, obviously, they're probably not in close relation, they're not really in contact, so, this is his way of, I lost her, but I'm gonna make sure I have you, and this weird, it was kind of like he was trying to be the father that he was never, even though. I don't think it wasn't that he was never prevalent in a younger life, but whatever. They didn't really get into that. But, oh yeah, the point is that the court system will always do everything. And they take deep precautions, even sometimes to the detriment of actual, to actually help anything. They will give people who are mentally ill the benefit of doubt. And give them softer sentences, softer treatments than someone who's not. And they could commit the same crime. Even if the motive for why you committed that crime didn't really have anything to do with your mental disorder. Or whatever it was. But it's very important to note that courts, justice, and lawyers will always, they will always 
they always have to keep that vulnerable um what's what's the term I'm looking for they're always trying to make sure they don't overdo it because the worst thing you can do in courts and stuff is over is over sentence or anything like it cuz you over sentence you could actually be put more at risk if they appeal and stuff and find out that they did not deserve the harsh of a sentence not only do they not get that sentence they actually end up getting another trial or possibly that one's thrown out of the window and they're free. So you, so when you're dealing with a clinically insane person, you can't sit there and try to, oh, we're just going to put you in life in prison. But if the crime they committed was only worth, you know, maximum 20 years or something. Well, because you over sentence and everything. And it's appeal. It's a mistrial. And they may be able to try you again. But reality is. It's going to be really hard. And you might be free. And that person who may have murdered three people. They're now free. All because. Someone tried to overcharge them. On stuff. Especially if you're clinically insane. I don't know man. It. I, I like the documentary. Um, I think it was... You know, the thing about it... The first thing when I was watching it... The first thing I thought of... Was the Finding Neverland documentary. with That was about Michael Jackson. And it had the two dudes who were... Quote unquote... His little fuck... Sounds so wrong to say it like that. But they were basically... His little fuck boys. When they were young kids molested and taken but of course like uh like michael jackson and r kelly you know people will always defend them no matter what they could sit there and rape their own child and for some reason they would be like well you know you know there's no evidence that that happened and then your child's gonna resent you then you're gonna be just like those two dudes on that documentary do i think um I don't know, like the Finding Neverland documentary, I think there's some, there's something that's kind of odd, like I don't even know how to explain it, it's been a, it's been like a year since I've seen that documentary, but there was something about that documentary that like, even though I believed just about everything they were saying, because look, all you gotta do is look at Michael Jackson, come on, he had a fucking zoo at his fucking house. He has, like, his freaking, like, house in the front yard is literally designed like it's for kids. The place is designed for kids. Drake even said it. It's like the palace, but the palace ain't for kids. Like, the whole palace, the Neverland Ranch thing, like, is designed for kids. But he didn't, I guess he kind of had a kid, but, you know, whatever. Like, he didn't build all that for one, for his own child. And the thing that's just weird about that is no matter what, all of the basic evidence, again, common fucking sense. It's like, and then there's people that come out like, yeah, he uh, touched me. Ah, yeah, he definitely, like, all these kids. And then people are like, well, you know, some of them have got to be lying. It's almost like Deshaun Watson's situation to an extent. Like, 
I think the Deshaun Watson thing is a little bit more washy. I I less believe that situation more and more as time goes on. Even though I don't believe 25 people are lying that something happened. I do believe it is one of those things, though, where, like, a couple people sue someone. And if they had a similar interaction in the sense of, oh, I gave them a massage. And then they they may overthink things. They may, I won't even say overthink, but they look back and they may think something went the way it did. But that's not really how it happened. It's like, it's just con- like, there could be a situation with Finding Neverland and where it's, you know, there's a, there's a pile-on factor. You know, we live in this pile-on, I guess, culture and shit like that. We live in this pile-on culture, but at the same time, for some reason, we don't really want to hold people accountable when it's obvious. Because then people say, oh, well... We got to defend these, you know, whoever, celebrities, because of everything they've done for us. It's like, um, I don't know, they molested 15 children, but Cosby drugged about 28, 50 women, 100 women, however many fucking is. R. Kelly definitely was into younger girls, videos of him uh, peeing in some girl's mouth, a 13-year-old in the shower, him marrying Aaliyah, and, like, they literally got married, it's public knowledge, she was underage, not even approved. They got it annulled, and they just completely ignore that. We ignore things. Like, and the thing about, the crazy thing about the Britney Spears thing, this wasn't like some great grand secret in the sense of, it wasn't like it wasn't public knowledge that she was under conservatorship. But again, no one cared. That's real. No one cared because people look past things when things are going good. People look past things when everything is, when there's nothing to be questioned. Even if it's all right there. It was like, oh, it was public knowledge she got conservatorship. It wasn't like this big old secret. It was not. It was not a big old secret that Michael Jackson liked to have kids at this place. It was not a big old secret that R. Kelly liked really, really, really young ladies. It was no fucking secret. But we wait till 10, 15 years after the situation to all of a sudden make documentaries about it. Like, that's the weird thing to me. It's like, it was all right there. Anyone in real time, that's that's a crazy thing. We are such revisionist people, and we want to pile on when we could have stopped it while it was happening. It's like, well, the damage is done at this point. I mean, R. Kelly, I mean, uh, Michael Jackson did go to trial, and he was technically found not guilty for specific incidents. But, come on. Like, oh, like I love the, oh, well, he was found innocent. It's like, yeah, so was O.J., um, but I'm pretty sure you're not going to take your kids to get your ball signed by him either. Since so like, oh, uh, it was OJ, you know, he was innocent. Of course, it was like, okay, you're going to take your kid and have him. You're going to send your kid up there and uh, have him sign his little Sharpie. OJ, the juice. Yeah, explain that one, huh? It's funny how people say, oh, well, it's like, yeah, well, the perception and the latch sticks onto them. And people don't get sued just for nothing. Most of the time. 
Because now, of course, is the first instinct is when a man is getting sued by a woman for either sexual assault, rape, or whatever. The first instinct is we have to believe the woman's lying. Because there's been cases where, like the Brian Banks situation, the dude went to jail. The dude sat in jail for like 8 or 10 years, I believe. It may be only 5, but he was in jail for years and years of his life. And then the quote-unquote victim, and you can't really say victim because she came out and recanted her statement and said, oh yeah, he didn't. And guess what? Nothing happens to her. He is freed. And like, hey, you're free now. It's like, great. I lost my career. I have to be put back in society. And even though technically I'm not a felon, I'm not this, that attachment will always be to me. And I lost the prime years of my life. All because someone... Not only lied, but they just came out years later like, yeah, it actually didn't happen like that. Now that I think about it. So, of course, we are, like anything, there's this overcorrection. Where now we have to, anytime someone's being accused, we have to automatically, not assume, not innocent till proven guilty, but we have to go even a step further and just say this person's got to be Oh, they're lying. There's no way this woman was raped. Oh, there's no way this guy was, uh, you know, patronized in this situation. There's no way. There's no way this guy was abused by his wife. No way. So we always gotta, we always just assume, as strong as you should not assume someone's guilty of something, is the same as strong on the other side, and that you should not assume someone's innocent. I'm gonna talk about like obviously your family's gonna defend you and shit like that if you if they truly believe you're innocent. I'm talking about like us on the outside. Like you cannot just sit here. Like we, we like people really want to sit here and say Michael Jackson never did anything with kids. Like you're really gonna sit here with a straight face and say that shit. You're like, you, you cannot, you cannot sit here. There's not all these stories I made. Like, watching the documentary of that shit was really disgusting. Because I do not really like hearing victims tell their stories. Because it just makes me feel uncomfortable. In the sense of, like, oh my god. Like, especially when it comes to, like, molestation and sexual assault shit. Like, that shit's like, it's just, he, it's just weird to hear the words. Because... You don't really want to believe that a human being would sit there and manipulate a 10-year-old child to touching their private parts. God, this fucking podcast got disgusting. But it's honestly probably an important, it's a very touchy subject, quite literally. Um, Wow, I went from Britney Spears to Michael Jackson, R. Kelly, back to Michael Jackson. Somehow you know where this all connects? They can all perform. They can all sing. Two of them can dance. Well, two of them can sing, but they can all perform. They all are arguably the best at their, you know, I don't even want to say genre because some of their genres cross over. But for what they do, for what they did, I should say, because most of them are like past their prime or died or in jail. (laughs) They're all the best at, like, their lane. Like, there's not been another 
Britney Spears in a sense. Well, I guess you could say Beyonce. And Beyonce's obviously a better singer and stuff like that. But I think even though they're the same, they're really different at the same time in terms of their music. But look, I mean, I guess you could say female artists, pop, mid-20s, 30s, like when they were performing at their peak. You know, Michael Jackson's still the king of pop. That's his nickname. R. Kelly, he is uh, the Pie Piper of R&B. And it is this weird thing. Obviously, Britney's the exception in the sense of, could we still listen to her music? Because she was more of a victim. But, is it really wrong if you listen to an artist? If you still enjoy listening to an artist that they've done things that you wouldn't look past if your best friend did it. You wouldn't look past if one of your close, if someone you worked with did it. You wouldn't just look past it if you found out a co-worker was fucking some 12, 13-year-olds on a regular and he's 40. You would not be, You would not just look past it if you find out that your co-worker um, has a palace that he invites kids over. All the time. You would not look past it. And he literally looks like a dude that would fuck with kids. You would not look past it if you found out a co-worker was literally being controlled beyond just the typical control freak shit. Like legally being controlled. Every decision, every move she makes. At home. You would not just look past that. But for some reason, that's because they don't provide a direct service to you. It doesn't matter to us until it matters to us. And it's one of those things, I guess it kind of goes back to the homelessness thing. We don't, you know, the, the reality is when we're driving on those boulevards and we drive on these streets, and we see all these homeless people here. The reality is, most of the time... It's not that you don't care, per se, but when you're driving past, you're just like, you know, you don't think about it because you become so desensitized. But what if you saw your best friend from college, you're 33 now, and your college roommate, and you saw your best friend from college out there holding a sign from, please, you may stop. You may stop and get like, wait, is that you, Aaron? It doesn't matter to us until it matters to us. And with these musicians, it doesn't matter to us until it's artists that we actually like. Like, but I believe there's levels. Look, if your artist gets if your favorite artist gets a couple DUIs, is it wrong? Yes. But I'm not gonna stop. Like, that's not what's going to make me feel uncomfortable. It may make you have a more insight to the artist, especially if they've talked about drinking in a lot of their songs. It's like, oh, some people are like, oh, it makes me even love them more, more authentic. Now I know they drink whiskey. It's like, yeah, I would prefer they not drive on the wrong side of the intersection to prove a point. I just believe them when, you know, they sang it. Um, But it, it's just... I get the whole, you can separate the artist from the action. 
But I don't think you should always just separate what someone does from who they are. Or stuff they've done, I should say. I don't think you have to sit here like... Like, if for NBA, you don't have to sit here and... Like, at the end of the day, who cares if James Harden likes to go to the strip club? Who cares if his jersey's up in the Raptors because he's a great, consistent customer? At the end of the day, that's really minor. It's... It's lighthearted. It's fun. That's not going to make you. If you like James Harden, you're going to like James Harden. But if you find out James Harden, uh, freaking, I don't know, like uh, John Jones, the lady, then probably going to have a little different feeling. People say it doesn't matter. Ray Rice is a great example of it does matter. Kareem Hunt, still playing, balling. He's on my fantasy team. Starting, I'm starting him this week. It's like, look, what he did—he literally freaking—he literally kicked a woman in the face, like legitimately. I mean, and it was on video, which video always makes it worse. Tyree Kill. He had a—he has a weird past, but man, he gets thirty points a week on fantasy. And that's the thing. Where do we draw the line? It's all like, all, there's levels to this. And that's probably just as bad as, just as bad as the R. Kelly stuff and stuff like that. Like abusing women, shit like that. But we will make exceptions for the things we want to make exceptions for. It is what it is. It's a shitty part of reality. But it is what it is. All right, uh, I think I'm going to cap it off there. I did not mean to talk about this a whole fucking episode. I cannot believe I talked about this for 46 minutes. I only want to talk about the thing 15 minutes tops. But you know what? Fuck it. Here we are. All right, guys, like and subscribe. Um, don't forget the, you know, like and subscribe. Don't forget the like and subscribe. And I would recommend to go check out the Britney Spears doc. And oh, by the way, on Netflix, Seinfeld. I'm about to, I've seen, I think, one Seinfeld episode my whole life. I think I'm going to give it, like, I think I'm going to try to binge it a little bit. I'm going to one tree hill that shit. Top to bottom. The beauty of this show is that it's about nothing. Which I'm all about. Everything I do is about nothing. Like the show, literally about nothing. Even though we talked about a lot of touchy subjects. All right. Alright guys, don't forget to suck some titties and have a great day and enjoy your life. Enjoy your Friday as I go and find a job. Yeah, bum.